AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush Monday. Charles W. Chuck Bryant here. Old Smoky Velvet's on my left. I thought you were going to break into song just then, Chuck. Your voice <laughs> took on a lilting quality, but then you pulled back at the last minute and I was crushed. Oh, no. We Movie don't crushed. sing on this show. Mini Crushed. Yes, we do. <laughs> we're known for it. Uh, old Smoky Velvet, by the way, that's been cleared up. Oh, there's the origins have emerged. That's right. Okay. And I, um, well, I didn't claim to make it up, but I, when we were chit-chatting about it a couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't know, maybe I said it, but or maybe someone dubbed you that. And our old pal, Bex, Rebecca Bex Bloomfield, who uh, I met in person, IRL, in yeah. New Zealand. What? Yeah. She's a Kiwi? No. She's from the UK, Got but it. lives in Kiwiland. Interesting. Uh, Bex s- screen-capped uh, the original dubbing of that from, from like geez, a year ago or so, and she gave you that name. Is that right? Old Smoky Velvet. I like it. If I I ever become like an old grizzled blues man, that is the moniker I'm going to go by. (laughs) (laughs) Old Smoky Blues Man. (laughs) My Velvet Pipes. That's all I got. Ooh, Old Velvet Pipes is pretty good, too. Velvet Pipes is pretty good, too. (laughs) That conjures some images, though, yeah. Uh, so thanks to Bex for clearing that up and giving you probably the best nickname of all time. Did she come at you, Chuck? Was she like, uh, excuse me? No, dude. Bex comes at people never. with nothing but love. Yeah. She's great. That's awesome. Uh, she's, she's in this, uh, she's one of the insiders here with, uh, Robe and Lopez, Teixeira, the ladies 
of Movie Crush. I want to second that lovely post you made on the whether it was the Crushers page or the main page, but it is such a really cool community of people yeah. who dig this show. And, you know, I, I feel this way all the time. Anytime I get it, you know, it's so easy to lock into people talking trash or saying, ah, you guys suck. Right. But when you get, like, such kind people reaching out to you and telling you that the, the, the dumb stuff we do makes a difference in some positive way, getting through the day or whatever, that's, uh, it sounds like a platitude, but it really makes a huge difference. Big, big deal for yeah, us to hear really, that stuff. Really, know? Man, such a good good group of folks. I mean, we have people on our Facebook page who are like, this is the only time I use Facebook, is this community. Yeah. Because it's just good, good folks. And it's a really fun community, and I think we're going to uh, reveal some pretty fun community aspects of it on this here episode today. <laughs> Segway. Uh, quick correction corner. Correction corner. That's a new segment. Uh, Jeff Clark, I'm sorry, my friend. We um, sort of poked fun of you uh, because of your Shawshank Redemption haiku that only had two lines. But Jeff pointed out that Shawshank Redemption was the first line. Five Ooh, syllables. burn. And he then said, like, oh, I kind of misunderstood. I thought the title was supposed to be. But that's fine, Jeff. You didn't do anything wrong. You're great. No. It, it is us. It is us. Speaking of which, have you seen us? Not yet, have you? It's twice. Really? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great? Yeah. I liked I've heard, it better I've heard the second mixed time. sort of things. I really liked it. I liked it way better the second time. Okay. Because it had a lot of little Easter eggs and kind of the first time oh, the man. ending was a little bit of a noodle scratcher. And when I saw it the second time, I was primed for it more. Sure. So I was kind of looking for the little clues. It just, oh. it was very helpful to have seen it a, a, a second time. Yeah. When am I going to see that? Maybe tomorrow. I got to sneak off to a matinee and check that out. I, I think you'll dig it. And we could do a, uh, a, crush, to a crush to Judgment. We haven't been doing those, Noel. CTJ. Well, we kind of do. We did. We, we do them inside the episode sometimes. We do one about Captain Marvel the other day. Yeah. Or as you said at the end of the last episode, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. <laughs> you and the Captain make it happen. I just listened to yes, uh, Monday's episode yesterday, Noel. Nice. I, quite, I, think, I think I'm behind. I quite enjoy us. I'm so glad. <laughs> you're, our, you're our biggest fan. Hey, we're, we're part of the movie crush community, too. We, you know? we really are. We we're really just like are. Everyone else. All right. So, Noel, this week. Um, we're going to do a social studies, we're going to do a little streaming this, and we're going to do a little comic card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Uh, But social studies... Social studies on movie crush. This one's a little different, Noel, so I don't know if the music will be different or not. This is the sexiest social studies. It is social studies after dark. Well, it surely has to have some sexy saxophone. Hey, now. All right. This is what we did, everybody. I asked about sex. I said, what is your favorite sex scene in a movie and why? We're all so adults. We're about to have a very frank discussion of sex in cinema. So if you can't handle that, then I think it's time. I think you should hit the hit that forward thirty seconds button. Can you? Yeah, hit it a bunch. A bunch. Are you? Uh, do you have one in mind, or do you want to think on that? I mean, yeah, the one that always comes to mind for me because it's so damn ridiculous is the one from Ghost, where they where they do the 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 pottery, the pottery sex, the pottery sex. <laughs> Yeah, the old sex on the Potter's. Wheel. Honestly, when you watch, I was I was on the, a couple of weeks ago when I was in a bar, and I, I don't. The sex is barely even implied. It's just like a really long, hardcore cuddle sesh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of heavy petting. Sure. Yeah. Second base, man. Second base. <laughs> All the bases. It depends on who you are and what grade you're that's in. Also, hey, that's very true. The base has changed. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll think about a sexier one, but I'm, I'm into this segment big time. Yeah. <laughs> no, God, put hey, your pants on. Jesus. Hey, listen, I, 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 can't, I decided to podcast <laughs> pants free today. I had nothing to do with this segment. Yeah. What a coincidence. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go off the dome here. The couple that come to mind. I mean, there's a lot of things when it comes to a sex scene. Some can be like great because they're just so beautiful the way they're photographed and very romantic. Uh, some are realistic. Uh, which you don't see a ton of realistic sex in movies, so those kind of stand out. Some are just hot, Noel, let's be honest. Oh, I think we're being very honest, Chuck. So there are different categories. Um, I think for a couple of my favorites, though, that stand out are uh, the sex scene in Anomalisa, claymation sex. Yep. One of the most 
believable, realistic sex scenes I've ever seen, and it was not even real people. Yeah, it's really awkward, though. That's what makes it so believable. I know. It's good, though. It was very well done. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny that you said that. What came to mind right before you spoke those words out loud in my head was the Team America sex scene. Oh, which right. is also puppets. That one's real raunchy, you know? Yeah, that's and right. I think they even cut it down. They cut out some stuff. They had but, to cut um, that down for the rating? I think they really did. <laughs> but no, you're right, man. The Charlie Kaufman, like, that movie is all about the painful awkwardness of fumbling romance yeah. between two very... Awkward folks. Awkward and, I don't know, I want to say unremarkable, but that's not fair. Uh, I think the whole idea is that it's two people that aren't sexy or self-confident or, it, it's you know. It's regular people. Yes, no, exactly. Like all of us, yeah, basically. Exactly. Um, the other one that comes to mind is, uh, and I don't even think there was like sex sex, but as far as just good steamy stuff, uh, it's hard to beat Mulholland Drive. I agree. <laughs> I had to take a beat there. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> just a quick beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. Uh, we're going to start off with Aaron Cooper. He got a lot of uplikes for this, uh, and he went comedy with his. Uh, naked gun, full body condoms. That was funny. It was funny, and I and, and when I you know I saw those movies when I was a kid because I think they were like PG thirteen. They certainly weren't R. And that was one where I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what what is this? Yeah, it probably are they, are they really pod creepy. people all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I don't I don't get it. They're precogs. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Niver says atonement. The library uh, sex scene is so well done. Kira Knightley's emerald green silk gown, um, giving in against the bookshelf. James McAvoy with a barely controlled ferocity in a tux. Wow. Barely controlled ferocity. Jeez, Olivia. Um, dare I say smoldering? Uh, you, you think there was some smoldering going on there? Yeah, and Olivia, you might have a second career as a romance novelist. Or at least some, like, you know, steamy fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if there's fanfic about you and me. Oh, God, if, if, we've, if we've gotten there, <laughs> I, I can die happy man. Uh, Brooks uh, Brooks Hudgens says, unfaithful, Diane Lane really sold it. Got a lot of uplikes on that one, too. I'm glad we're tackling this, Noel. This is a good one. I agree. Um, Team America, Lucas Holberg says, Team America, I'll have sex with you if you promise me you'll never die. That was the line. <laughs> is that the line? I do not remember that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I just remember the song. is like, only a woman <laughs> could touch me that way. All I ask is that you're a woman. <laughs> I haven't seen that forever. It's so stupid, but yeah, it's, it's great. great. It's great. Uh, Danielle Allister says, Secretary. Did you ever see that? Nope. Good movie. Mm. Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader. Very offbeat. Um, it's Got some kink. Twisted indie, yeah. Yeah. She said the whole film is such a great seduction and totally perfect when they finally consummate. Yep, I agree. Um, let me see here. Christine Dietrich says uh, Gina Gershon and, and uh, Jennifer Tilly and Bound. Yeah, man. That's a good one. That was some early adolescent Noel Brown Skinamax <laughs> material. <laughs> Not to be crass, but that was yeah, one of those movies that was, that was yeah, uh, yeah. That was the Wachowskis, too, I think, wasn't it? Early Wachowski. I think it really was. Pre-Matrix. Yeah, you're right. Pre-Matrix. Uh, Deanne Pitts says, got to be Titanic. That handprint against the steamy window. Hot. Yeah, the very definition of steamy. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see here. Austin R. Debsky says, my pick is the sex scene from The Room. Five minutes into the movie. No time wasted. Go to the sex. 
Yeah, that one's great because it's like you get to see Tommy Wiseau's weird butt and uh, it's just they're covered in rose petals and it's like the same shots kind of repeated and like, you yeah. know, it's shot through this like velvet or the, what, what is it like the sheer kind of sexy bed curtain material. And, sure. And, the, and there's a song with lyrics and, and it's very <laughs> off-putting. It's very <laughs> off-putting. Uh, Mike Sams says, I'd say the scene between Jack and Ennis in Brokeback Mountain was pretty noteworthy. For sure, man. That was... That was a, a a hot scene because it was forbidden love and totally. like and love like real yeah, love absolutely that was a good one um ah, dude weirdest thing I was in New York uh, over last week and I was at this taqueria in Bushwick and it was like late night I was getting like a burrito or something and I'm waiting in line and on the TV in the taqueria was Etu Mama Tambien. And it was the sex scene. Really? And people in line. This Boy, was, that this, one's. This, this woman in line. That was pretty this, good. This young Latina <laughs> woman was like, this is making my life right now. You know, she was like the fact that like that was on TV <laughs> yeah. and everyone was just like, it was one of those TVs that's mounted up in the corner, you know? Right. So everyone's just like, I, I'm doing a, I'm doing a rubbernecking, craning kind of neck movement right now. But it was, yeah, I was like. And were you like, I kind of get the feeling this is about like to happen in this restaurant. <laughs> uh-huh. No, really. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a whole thing. That's Because that's one, because it's like, it's a three way and yeah, the, the dudes a... even start making out and it's like, it's very. Just three beautiful people. Three beautiful people, yeah. and there's also genuine affection between them. Yeah, and, that's and such I, a good movie. It's a really good. Yeah, it was. It was a very interesting way to experience that scene, though. Good stuff. No, we're gonna need to cold shower it up after this. I think you're right. Uh, Mike Doyle, Wet Hot American Summer, McKinley and Ben. It's all about the socks and the soccer ball. That's right. That's right. Bradley Cooper, and uh, Michael Ian Black, uh, Costner Sarandon. In the last scenes, the last few scenes of Bull Durham, so lighthearted and fun and definitely sexy. That's Barbara M. Scheel. Yeah, that was great. I love Bull Durham. It's so good. Uh, Jason DeLong, he got a lot of comments on his of people that agree. Uh, there's an incredible scene between Jude Law and Rachel Weiss in Enemy at the Gates. No nudity, all facial expressions, very intense. I never saw that. Which one? Enemy at the Gates. The no, sniper movie, no, World I War II sniper movie. Didn't see that one either. Another Team America from Edward Hackett. Uh, let me see here. Another vote for Secretary. Uh, actually, the desk scene in Secretary from uh, Kelsey Falcon. That's a different scene altogether. You should check out Secretary. No, I think yeah, this, like is, this has come up time and again. I really, I really need to. I like Maggie Gyllenhaal a lot. Mags, lover. Uh, Sarah Kinslow says Black Swan. Even if it was only a dream. I'd like to see that again. I love that movie. That's a spoiler, Chuck. Big spoiler. What? That it was only a dream. Uh, I'm yeah, just kidding. You're right. <laughs> the statute of limitations for spoilers on the movie have run out officially. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kuntz, our old pal, says uh, it's sexual, but not really a sex scene. But the pool scene in Cedar Rapids, uh, John C. Riley's drunken commentary is <laughs> trash can R2-D2. Did you see that? Cedar Rapids? No. It was great. It's a comedy? Yeah, man. Yeah. Very funny. Ed Helms and cool. John C. Riley. Oh, that sounds cool. It's uh, an insurance convention. Oh, weird. Um, really, really funny stuff. Got it. And very under the radar, I think. It didn't get a lot of attention. Uh, E.J. Halavak says the end of Fifth Element. I don't remember the end. I don't of remember Fifth the Element. end either. I just remember the big alien guys. That's all I remember from the end of Fifth Element. All right. 
Heather Lynette uh, Jemison says, White Palace. Oh, yeah. Huh. Susan Sarandon, James Spader. Oh, my, she says, with three caps. I think which, everyone... which, which, which ones were caps? My? Like, uh, wh- oh, my. Oh, my? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know this one. White Palace? Yeah, it's from, uh, I want to say 80s, but it was probably 90s. I see. Good movie. Susan Sarandon. She, uh, she's a great actor. Big fan. Don't see enough of her anymore. It's probably by design, right? You think she's probably just doing her own thing, going to Burning Man, you know? I don't know. She's she's single now. I know, but I mean, like, I'm saying, like, you think she, if she wanted to be in stuff, she'd be in, like, some TV or something, or she'd be in whatever she wanted. I imagine she could do what she wanted. She was her. in uh, she was in something not too long ago. Some uh, TV movie, I and think. And to put her in that Pretty Little Liars show. Yeah, why not? That'd be good. Yeah. Along with, who, isn't, isn't Glenn Close in the new season? No, it's uh, Meryl Streep, I believe, is in the new season. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she plays um, Reese Witherspoon's mother, I believe. Susan Sarandon is great because she can, she can just be as sweet as pie and mm-hmm. so lovable, but she can also like shred you. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's very versatile. Uh, Talia Daw says blue is the warmest color. Uh, I concur. Yeah, I'll upvote that. Yep. Uh, Tess uh, Siegmiller Marler also says blue is the warmest color. It felt so genuine. I agree. All right, we actually had someone say James Bond. Christopher Mendez. All of them. Just says, like, uh, the most. <laughs> Goldeneye, when Bond is fighting and making love to the lady at the same time, solely because it's ridiculous. That's also the most Bond thing you could possibly do. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a notorious multitasker, <laughs> that Bond. Uh, Leah Mitchell says, Lost Boys, Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz in the cave with the silk materials Cry, all around. <laughs> little sister. Was that the song? Totally. <laughs> Black house will rock. <laughs> Blind boys don't lie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't good. recognize it till then. That's the song. Yeah, that's so that great. guy only did that one song. I loved that song. <laughs> it's the opening title for the movie too, so it really makes it like brings it home. That this is an important moment. Yeah, you know. Man, that's good, Noel. Oh, that's a good. That movie holds up, man. It really. I, so. it, I saw it like a year ago, and it's fun. It's kind of scary, like mm-hmm. it's it's uh, goofy, but it's also like got some heart. It's got the Frog Brothers, you know. Yeah, like and it the didn't have like hunter. a ton of special effects that now look aged. It was it was nice. Real. It was good practical effects. It was yeah. a lot of exploding gore bags. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I boy band name. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out again. It's been a while. Uh, Aiden Rollins says Monsters Ball. Uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, very passionate love scene there with Billy Bob, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hot yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Pianetto says, the entirety of Two Moon Junction, Sherilyn Fenn, ouch. No, there was a time in college where Sherilyn Fenn was the end-all be-all she was the one? Was for she me and my roommates. dorm room posters? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, not dorm room, but second year when uh, I lived in an apartment with these guys that are still, like, best friends, they, uh... That was Twin Peaks era. Right, right. Obviously. Is and, that why she was a It Girl? Was because of that or was it other stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's when she came on the scene and she was, I mean, just so sexy. She's very, yeah, oh, she's gorgeous for yeah, sure. Still yeah. is. Uh huh. Oh, boy. Everybody, this, this segment. We're getting the vapors <laughs> in here. The sweat box is getting a little sweatier than it usually is. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's the espresso. It's 9 48 in the morning. That's true. Oi. Uh, Sergey Williams. Says Wild Things, Denise Richards and Naomi Campbell. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Sure. That that is a guilty pleasure movie if I've ever seen it. Because it was 
lurid and sexy and goofy, but it was actually a pretty good little noir yeah, yarn. Totally, I, you know? I agree. I agree. Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, good stuff. They should have got it on. Well, Kev- Matt Dillon was in the sexy sex scene, right in the pool. Yeah, there were. I mean, there were quite. A, there were a few sex scenes in. But that there's movie. the big one that I think people are thinking of. Is there's one the in the threesome pool, in the pool? Yeah, yeah, I think. Pools. See, that's unrealistic. Just right there. It really is. Anytime they have some hot like, the logistics, sex scene in the, pool. the logistics of that. Come on, no, give me a break. Uh, John Mechalep, John Cougar Mechalep. He's our guy. From Train Spotting, Ewan McGregor and Kelly McDonald on top away, on top riding away to beat of the song Atomic. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh I think I read <laughs> such a good soundtrack. I read it very clumsily. From Train Spotting with Ewan McGregor and Kelly McDonald on top riding away. Yes. That's right. So he he got a little graphic in his description. He there. did. That's fine. Yeah, but that but then it's got the, the blondie song Atomic. Yes. Where it's Your Hair is Beautiful. <laughs> Your Hair is Beautiful. That's a great song. Uh, Cortland Bennett, Call Me By Your Name. The movie works so hard to build a very real tension and leaves me on the edge of my seat every time, not to mention the chemistry with those two. Flames. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Uh, Chris Coca says, as a gay man, I've watched entirely too much porn to be impressed with sex scenes in a mainstream movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, listen, as a straight man, I, I too have watched quite a lot of porn, <laughs> and I think uh, they're still they, nice to they, see they, a good they, movie. They sex. serve a different function. I mean, in a in, you know, yeah. I mean, I think uh, especially when they serve the story, because I think I think that's overlooked sometimes, where there are sex scenes that are very important to the story and that like drive the action forward. Yeah, and that also solidify or indicate some change in the relationship between two characters, whether it's like some tension that's been, you know, broiling over or whatever, yeah. and this is like a release of some kind. And I think it's an important uh, device. <laughs> yes, a release of some kind, Chuck. <laughs> Let me take a beat for a release of some kind. Oh, man. We're fourth graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, our old pal, Melinda Bacalel. She, I told her never tell me how to pronounce your name. You're just going to keep it. I'm going to do it different every time. Okay. Uh, Melinda says, unfaithful when they're in the bathroom at the restaurant. Damn. I don't know that one. That's a good one. I think that was, uh, if I'm thinking of the right movie, it was, uh, oh, now I can't think of her name, and I had such a crush. Um, no, help me out. Unfaithful. Dark, it... dark hair. Oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking J-Lo? No. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, this is called where – oh, no, Unfaithful. Sorry, I was thinking of something different altogether. This is Richard Gere and Diane Lane. Diane Lane's very pretty. So I, I second that. I was thinking of uh, Linda, Linda Fiorentino. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Different movie, though. Lisa Potts is Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, with real-life former husband and wife. Uh, Annie Rawl says, oh, yes, the postman always rings twice. Jessica Lang and Jack Nicholson. The kitchen table has never been the same since. That was a hot scene. That was a hot movie. Uh, our old friend Jeff Clark, who I uh, owed the apology to, says, The Take, the scene with John Leguizamo and Rosie Perez. Good stuff. Uh, and also mentioned White Palace. Uh, let's run through just a few more of these. I might save this one, though, because a lot of people chimed in. And we'll do another After Dark soon and continue this. Well, it can't be have a segment name if we only do it once, Chuck. 
It's got to be recurring. <laughs> That's true. That's the nature, very nature of a segment. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, all right, let's do um, let's do two more. Our old friend Alec uh, Alex Glasnovic or Glasnovich. I'm not sure. He says, "Comedy answer: Any sex scene in Titanic? Because I'm sure that movie initiated a lot of uncomfortable talks about sex from parents who didn't think it was going to be that kind of film." Yeah, that's true. I bet you there were some surprise parents in that one. Uh, and then we'll finish up here with James Diaz. Uh, very bad movie. This is me talking. Body of evidence. But Madonna and Willem Dafoe. Broken glass, hot wax. Candle wax. That, that, was, another, uh, that was another Skinamax classic. Yeah, it was a, it's pretty hot, Noel. Yes, sir. Literally. With All the, right. With wax. Hot wax. Goodness, everyone. On hot pods. I'm not sure if we should even continue. Well, we should we should stop short, Chuck. <laughs> All right, everyone. That was Social Studies After Dark. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to leave these up so you can continue to add your favorite sex scenes, and we'll address this uh, in a couple of weeks. Stream this, Noel. I'm going to shout out very quickly um, a few shows. Uh, Our old buddy Nate Bargatze, who was on the show uh, and was a guest last year when we did the movie Scream together, drove to Nashville because I wanted to meet Nate, because he's one of my favorite comics, and he was awesome. So his new uh, special out is on Netflix called The Tennessee Kid. It's great. Support Nate in his career. He's uh, he's one of the funniest guys out there. He's getting some nice push on the old Netflix app, too. It was like uh, on the main scroll, yeah, the man. main uh, autoplay video. It's I, good. I watched the trailer And, and that it. was here in Atlanta, too. That's where they filmed that. Where? At uh, Cobb Energy Center, I believe. Really? Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. That's a good size room. So congratulations to Nate. Big time. He's uh he's been at it for a while and he's just his star continues to rise. Very, very good dude. Uh and then Noel, I'm gonna recommend a couple of things. Uh have you seen The Dirt yet, the Motley Crew movie? No, but I watched the trailer and it looks like uh, a lot of sleazy fun. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Sleazy fun. Mm-hmm. I read the book. Um the movie itself is uh very much like a sort of VH one you know, did you ever see any of those? What, like, like the Jacksons movie? On oh, VH1? no, no, no. I was thinking like behind the music. No, no, I have not. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, it's so bad it's good in a lot of ways. Got it. It's a little hard to get over the fact that the lead singer looks like uh, Garth. He looks like Dana Carvey as Garth a little bit. You know who looks good, though, is the drummer. Looks a lot like Tommy Lee. Yeah, he does a good job. A pretty good job. He, I, I'd never heard of that guy. He's a rapper. In really? real life. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. Is it, you know who that is? I do know. I know the name. Yeah, I'm so out of it. I don't know. I'd never heard of him. But yeah. he, he did a good job, actually. The acting was pretty good um, for the most part. Not bad. And I got a very guilty, pleasure soft spot in my heart for Motley Crue. And, um, you know, the movie is kind of fun. It is what it is. It sort of feels a little bit. You saw the Lampoon, National Lampoon movie that Netflix did, right? That David Wayne directed, of course, yeah, yeah, the yes, I forget, the kind name. of like that, in a stupid and in, quality gesture, yes, <laughs> I got it. You know what I mean? I got it. So not bad. If you like Motley Crue, you should totally watch it, and it's good eighties L.A. hair metal stuff, which is always fun. Uh, and then finally, Noel, I am going to uh, recommend the the Netflix show Russian Doll with Natasha Leone. I think I watched the first three episodes. I, I liked it. I was I was into it. It's like a kind of a more adult, uh, what's it, Groundhog Day kind of situation. Yeah. Um, also want to shout out Charlie Barnett. I'd never heard of him. He was great in it. And um, Greta Lee as well. 
she uh, I don't I'm not super familiar with her work, but she was so funny. Love, love, loved her in this movie. And Natasha Leone is just great. It's a really good show. It's one that it's only eight episodes and you, you got to just barrel through it because after the first few, if you've only seen a few, you're kind of like, all right, I kind of get it. But it's like, where's it going? And then I believe it's in episode four that things really take a stark turn. Um, so if you're stopping at episode three, Noel, I would recommend you press forward. I will. I will. Because episode four is when you're like, oh, okay, there's a lot more going there's on here. There's something more. Play. I was wondering because I, was, I wouldn't say I was losing interest, but I was kind of like – I mean, it is by its very nature repetitive. So I was kind yeah. of like, maybe maybe getting a little like, all right, come on, give me give me some more. Um, man, you know what's really good on Netflix right now is that Love, Death, and Robots. Have you seen that? No. It is a uh, anthology series that is based sort of. They can't use the name because of a legal thing with Robert Rodriguez, but Heavy Metal, the Heavy Metal movies and the Heavy Metal magazine stuff from like you know. You mean the Heavy Metal animated the, film? From animated the 80s? films, yeah. So it's really? a, an anthology series, uh, one season. I think it's. Each each episode is maybe ten to fifteen minutes long. All different animation styles. Oh, I've heard of this. And it has to do. David Fincher has something to do with it, and it's really, really violent and really, really disturbing, and a lot of nudity, cartoon nudity, like the heavy metal movies. But it's really creative and inventive, and I like it very much. Oh, we'll have to check that out. So that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix, Netflix original. All right, they're getting a lot of love this week. They should sponsor us. They should give us money. I agree. <laughs> uh, so Russian Doll, Nate Bargatze, The Tennessee Kid, mm-hmm. Motley Crue. Yep. All on Netflix. Yep. Wow, this is for Netflix. Yep. And Love, Death, and Robots. Do you hear that, Netflix? You can just make the pay- uh, check payable to Movie Crush, LLC. <laughs> and at the very least, call <laughs> off your PR dogs. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. 
Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. We're going to finish with comment, Cardinal. Take a few questions from the Movie Crush community. Mike Doyle says this, Chuck, you've lived in two cities well-known for uh, film production, L.A. and now Atlanta. What movies are most striking as, hey, I live there? Well, I mean, L.A., certainly there were plenty of movies of uh, – I, I think for these it helps to narrow down the neighborhood. So as far as my L.A. days, um, the uh, – what was the Zoe Deschanel 100 Days of Summer? Yep. That was 500 days. 500 days. (laughs) I'm the same way, Chuck. If there's a number involved, I can never remember what the the actual number is. I was seeing pen 13 last week. Exactly. It's It's pen 15. 15. (laughs) What is up? Uh, That movie um, was filmed in the sort of Silver Lake, Los Feliz area where I lived. So that was kind of fun. Um, Swingers obviously was filmed in the Los Feliz area. So way back in the day. When I moved to L.A., that was post-swingers, and I was like, whoa, man, I'm yep. living, like, right here. Yeah, like the, Dre- the Dresden room. Going to the Dresden. Mm-hmm. I'm playing golf at uh, the little Los Feliz 3. You're a, you're a golfer, Chuck? Uh, no. I used to play golf. Uh-huh. I haven't played golf in probably 25 years, but I super enjoyed golf, and yeah. I, don't, I don't play anymore because I don't know why. You ever go to Top Golf around here? I went once. Yeah? Was about it fun? a month ago. Isn't it kind of like a Dave & Buster's for golf? Uh, I guess they're, I'm not sure what's going on inside, but the actual golf stuff, I mean, Dave and Buster's has like arcade games. This doesn't have arcade games? It may. There may be a downstairs or something. There's a bar though, Like a right? game room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you. we, uh, my friend's birthday was there. So he like rented a, a golf, whatever booth. And then there you play like real golf games. So it's not just a driving range. Well, it's a driving range, but it's all a game. So Got it. you program in your computer see, what game you want to play, which is like, Total yardage or closest to the hole, and then you all sort of hit the balls. That at sounds like fun. Things it's it's fun. So what else in Los Feliz? Like I know that area relatively well now that I've been. Oh well, gee, swingers. Um, I mean, it was just sort of shot all around that area where they had the dance scene that was uh-huh. um, across at the Derby, which is kind of up the street from the Dresden. Then the Los Feliz Three, uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer was all over that area. Weirdly, that Jim Carrey movie. Um, with Zoe Deschanel as well. What was that one? Yes, man. Uh huh. Maybe I don't know. Yes, yes, I think that was it. Or liar? No, not liar. liar. No, she wasn't in liar. Liar. I think it would have been yes, man. That one was filmed a lot in Silver Lake as well, and even had scenes in my beloved uh, favorite music venue, Spaceland, which is now called the Satellite. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool too. Nice. As far as Atlanta, like it's hard to say anything but Baby Driver. Baby Driver is the only one that featured Atlanta as an actual city. Every other movie just like uses it as a stand-in for some other city. Yeah. It's like a chameleon. Exactly. Good question, though. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let me see here. Let me see if I can find a question for Noel. 
Here we go. Stubbs, Jacob Stubblefield, our old pal, says, what is the best – Noel, I'm going to pose this one to you. What is the all-around best trilogy in film? Huh. And I don't – and I think that means probably just three movies. Like I would say Rocky 1, 2, and 3, but then there were a bunch of other Rockies after. You know, people really rag on The Godfather 3, but I think 1 and 2 more than make up for it. So I would say that. 3 is not terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's still The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, it was not as good as the other two, but it's not like it was shit. And it was too far removed, I think, was another problem too, right? Wasn't it like 2 was in the 70s still, and then 3 was... Oh, it was was, much later, yeah. 3 was like in the 90s or early 90s maybe, or Hmm. something like that. I don't remember the Something like that, because Sofia Coppola was grown. Like, she was like uh, the daughter, and she was at least in her 20s. Maybe a no, I think young. she was a teenager. Little, okay, okay. That's yeah, nineteen ninety. Ninety. There you go. Uh, she I, got. Uh, she was a large part of the criticism of that film. She was. She kind of did a little. She was not the best. Did, did not turn in the best performance. I guess. No, she's but, not a great actor. She's yeah, a great director. She absolutely is. Yeah. yeah, and that's she can. She totally knows how to play to her strengths. Um, that's. A, I don't know, man. I. Well, the Lord of the Rings is more than it's more than a trilogy. Lord of the Rings is four movies, right? I don't. know. It was twenty. 20 movies. <laughs> one of them they divided up into two, I guess. Oh, that last one was two? I think it was two. Oh, God. Uh, interminable. No love for <sighs> LOTR from, from Chuck. Uh, yeah, I stick, I stick by Godfather. Mm-hmm. All right. Sort of an obvious answer, but they're just the first two were so damn good. Now, the most disappointing trilogy for me of all time is easily The Matrix. What promise? Totally. Dashed. Ugh. Do you think it was one of those studio meddling things where they, like, you know, churn the next ones out really quick? No, I think they, they always had the idea for a trilogy. It just, I don't know, man. It wasn't they, very they good. weren't as good. They weren't as good. Yeah. I still think that first movie is great. Yeah. I, I think I talked, maybe I talked about this on the show, but we, I, I recently tried watching it with my kid, and I found myself kind of laughing at some of the uh, special effects. Oh, really? Because they've, it's been copied so much like the bullet time stuff all of that yeah. and the the 360 camera stuff it's been copied so much like just ad nauseum that seeing it even though you know in your in your mind that that's the first time it was done it feels cliche mm, that's a shame it is a shame yeah. and I've, I've i've mentioned this to, to some friends and they're like no you're dead wrong and that doesn't <laughs> matter um i did enjoy the movie and so did my kid she liked it a lot oh cool mm-hmm. yeah that was good uh let me see here uh bethany deal says, how much influence do you think a cinematographer has on the final product of a movie? Well, it cannot be overstated. Shit time, yeah. The, the most. Yeah. I mean, not the most. The director, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, that's what you're looking at up on the screen is the work of the DP. Yeah, I mean, and it's like the director, I think, is, you know, big picture, vision, location. I mean, you know, there's so much collaboration in movies as we talk about all the time, right? Yeah. But, like, I think that the DP is responsible for translating the director's vision into Images, yeah. I mean, and obviously, it depends the director on the film. does blocking and every you know sure. the way the space is laid out. But then yeah. the, the DP kind of works with the director to bring that to life, kind of you know. Yeah, and some directors are super involved in that. Like, I mean, Soderbergh even shoots his own stuff, and then some I think really want to concentrate on the performances and directing actors and kind of leave that to the camera and lighting and, and grip uh, department. So it, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. But when you have a a masterful cinematographer on set, just let them do their thing. Totally. You know? 
I always think it's interesting too when directors are themselves visual artists. Like uh, Guillermo del Toro, for example, he like yeah. sketches all his stuff. He is like a you know very very prolific painter and yeah. an artist. So he works very closely with the DP, I'm sure, and just like the visual thing is is really crucial to him. So he's very much involved in that. Yeah, man, those are good movies. Like uh, Julian Schnabel, or is it Schnabel? Schnabel, I believe. Julian Schnabel. Mm-hmm. He's directed films. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Tom Ford. The the fashion designer. I really liked both of his movies. Nocturnal yeah. Animals I and love uh, Nocturnal Single Animals. Man. Single Man, yeah. yeah I both, both really good. Really cool. No, I agree, man. I love to see um, just different types of artists making films. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Musicians, that happens. Didn't that Fred Durst guy make a movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it came out, though. Actually, I read somewhere that it wasn't bad, whatever it was. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Rob I Zombie, right? I think Rob Zombie's movies are fun. I don't know if I've seen one. Oh, man. I should have. Never mind. We'll save that for next episode. Oh, okay. That is what you're hinting at. Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, you, know, you haven't seen like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses? No. Or, no? Okay. No. And then what was the other uh, big one he did? The Devil's Rejects? The Devil's Rejects. Did not see that. Didn't see his Halloween movie. He also did. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Didn't see that. Didn't he remake that? No. No. He did maybe. No, I don't think so. He also did um the the Lords of Salem. That was like a witchy kind of uh Satan worshipping movie. I don't I haven't seen a single Rob Zombie Lords of Salem. Jeez, that looks creepy as hell. It's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. They're all kind of like expensive B movies, which I appreciate because sure. it was always his aesthetic with uh, with with White Zombie. You oh know, yeah, like the, you know the look of his, those videos, and it made sense because he's a visual artist too. Like he's a painter and you know draws all those little characters. And stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. All right, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do one more question here, Noel. Uh, let me see here. All right, we'll finish with Zach Pointer, our old pal. Zach says, if you and Noel could be in a movie together. What type of movie would it be? Would you be buds or rivals? Well, I think we'd clearly be buds. I would hope so, Chuck. Romantic comedy? Are we in love, Noel? I mean, you know, uh, we Broke could Brokeback Mountain 2? Uh, that's maybe pushing it a little far. I think we could do sort of more of a bromance kind of situation. <laughs> Brokeback you know? 2, Beardy's Revenge. Broback? <laughs> yes. Broback Mountain? <laughs> Broback bro Mountain 2, Beardy's Revenge. Wait, but that no, but the revenge implies no. I don't. I, no, I don't, we need to go down a different path entirely. I would say we could be kind of like grizzled. St- no, not grizzled. We could be sort of like goofy stoner cops, sure. you know, on we're, some sort of caper, <laughs> on some sort of caper, you know, yeah. like or, or like trying to go up against a, a crime syndicate, but in kind uh-huh. of a lighthearted goofball. Oh, dude, that's way. exactly what I was saying. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking cops, but I'm too. And this is a movie that's been done a bunch, but two kind of goofy stoner roommates mm, mm. who unwittingly find themselves in way over their head. That's right. With crime. Yeah, like somehow. a Big Lebowski kind of situation, maybe a little bit more. Bottle rockety Big Lebowski. Sure. Yes. Boom. We're, Somebody we're write that goddamn we're movie. There. Yeah, fanfic it up. Man, I want to see that now. All right, everyone, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, really a lot of fun with that uh, sexy stuff. We're going to have to keep that going. So, um,. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Adios.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.